Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. And I am so excited to have all of you join me on this voyage into the mysterious and the unexplained on season three. But we're going to switch things up just a little bit this season. I was so touched and honored that so many of you enjoyed the interviews I did last season, some of which didn't have anything to do with the paranormal, and I called that my special Extraordinary People episodes. So this season, if I find somebody that has an interesting story to tell, at least once or even twice a month, we're going to do the Extraordinary People episodes. And you're going to find out about their lives and what makes them tick. But tonight, we are dedicating the first episode of Season 3 to the extraterrestrial. Because I just read an article recently that they have proven that a dagger in Tutankhamun's tomb could not have been from that time period because the metal used on the dagger was... 500 years uh, into the future, essentially. The elements of the knife were not known at that time. So that does lend very strong credibility to the fact that there was something extraterrestrial going on during the building of the ancient pyramids. So that got me thinking I'd like to report on some of the alien stories that some of you out there may not have heard of. They're still, I would say, popular within the ufology community, but not necessarily to the mainstream. So I just picked a few cases that I thought you might be interested to hear about. The first of which is called the Alagash Waterway Abduction. Now, after several nights of camping in the woods of Maine, four friends decided to try their luck at fishing. It was a peaceful night on the lake, and there were many stars in the sky, but one was particularly bright. They thought nothing of it, and they kept fishing, but this particular star began to grow until its light filled the entire lake, essentially. It was blinding. With no explanation, all four men found themselves back at their campsite, with the fire now burning, to just a pile of ash, and they had no idea how they had gotten there. Months later, one of the men convinced his friends to go under hypnosis, and while half-conscious, they all relayed the same memories. The expanding star was an alien spacecraft in disguise, and the beings on board had subjected the men to intrusive research, including the removal of skin samples and bodily fluids. All four men recalled the same physical details about the beings, which included almond-shaped eyes and four-fingered hands, and one of them even drew this creature. All four men were subjected to lie detector tests after the incident, and they all passed. Jim, the man who suggested hypnosis to his friends, did so after a car accident he had that triggered a bunch of vivid nightmares that were related to this abduction. Another uh, abductee named Chuck described the inside of the alien craft 
as being similar to a veterinarian's examination room. So not too exciting in terms of dealing with that at home. That would be a dismal prospect for these gentlemen to have to live their lives um, with this on their backs. Do you know what I mean? Like this awful memory and trying to bury it. I mean, what a, what a horrible thing to go through. So I'm glad they decided to get some help and examine this awful experience they had. And you might want to look that up because there are some sketches of that case online. There's another one about Charles Hickson and Calvin Parker, and they went fishing in October of 1973, and they probably didn't expect much to happen other than the sounds of the water, but alien visitors seemed to have an attraction to these fishermen, because later that evening when they were fishing, this electronic sound filled the air, and Hickson and Parker looked up to see an oval-shaped craft floating above them. It flashed blue lights, and it covered the river's surface. The men were paralyzed by fear as three creatures emerged from the craft, and according to Hickson, they were robot-like with wrinkled skin and fingerless hands. Hickson would also describe floating... Uh, floating matter, uh, referencing something coming out of the craft as well as the craft itself, and also being examined by a strange object that floated around his frozen body in a room of blinking lights. The men reported the incident to the local sheriff's department. While doing so, the two were secretly recorded, and Parker, still shaken, said he wanted to see a doctor and Hickson seemed to understand the gravity of what they were saying because they even said they won't believe it. The beings seemed to have characteristics of organic and mechanical beings, and the aliens were silent as they went about their examination. Parker isn't entirely convinced that the visitors were extraterrestrials as he believes they might have been demonic entities which is, of course, completely possible. This one absolutely fascinates me, this next case I'm going to talk about. And it's known in, again, ufology circles as the Manhattan abduction. And this one involves Linda Napolitano. She was sleeping in her Manhattan apartment on the morning of November 30th, 1989, when she awoke in horror. She was floating high above the city. And her first fear upon coming out of this hypnosis or whatever she was in, some trance, is that she would plummet to her death. But instead, she was rising toward a spacecraft that opened before her. Um, think of like a giant clam just like swallowing her up. And Napolitano was aggressively handled by gray aliens. Now, gray aliens, of course, are known as the less friendly strain of alien. She heard words spoken in an unknown language and was forced onto a table for examination. One of the creatures even put its hand over her mouth to stop her from screaming. Napolitano's story had some very high-profile witnesses 
Uh, Javier de Quiller, a former UN Secretary General, was visiting New York that night, and he would verify that he saw the abduction along with his two bodyguards. They saw Napolitano floating over the city and into the craft alongside three bald, ugly beings. Their fear got to them so greatly that years later, they kidnapped Napolitano and demanded information about the encounter because it shook them up. This is one of the boldest abduction cases in history. And these three men were not the only witnesses. Several people saw this spacecraft hovering over the Brooklyn Bridge. And over a decade later, there is a photograph which shows an unidentified craft floating outside of Napolitano's apartment building. Now, would you want an apartment in that building knowing that they were attracted to it and probably probing your apartment as well? I don't think so. There's the famous Fresno Nightcrawler case. And I think a lot of you out there probably have seen this footage. In 2007, a Fresno man saw something disturbing on his lawn from the security camera. And it's not like the typical gray alien. It looks like just a pair of disembodied legs walking through the empty night. And Victor Camacho, a local paranormal investigator, received this footage from the anonymous owner. The video is grainy, but it does show this strange creature just walking along in the night. And it went viral, and of course millions of people have seen it. Some suggested that it might be a puppet, but Camacho believes the video's owner was truly shaken by the experience and terrified by it because he refused to leave his house for, for several weeks after this creature was caught on film. And he refused to show his face. He's really psychologically damaged by this encounter. Uh, many people think that this nightcrawler may even be some form of pet for extraterrestrials, as some people believe even Bigfoot may be. But that's up to you to decide. Um, there was also the famous Jesse Long case in 1957. And this is when he and his brother were playing in Tennessee, and they stumbled upon a tall, unearthly creature. Now, Long was taken aboard the spacecraft and subjected to experiments. But his story was a little different than some because he was forced to have intercourse with some of the beings. And Long had surgery to address something that was um, hurting his skin around his shin area. This object was actually removed from under his skin and what was found was an implant that resembled a piece of glass. When this was tested, it was inexplicable composition and the scientists still can't explain it. And you can look up this photo and see what was removed from his shin area. In 1990, he was on a cross-country trip when his car stopped moving and he knew he was being abducted again. And this time the beings introduced him to a childlike creature and Long struggled to contain his emotion because he was told this was his, however you want to put it, hybrid daughter. 
and he was shown several children which he was told he was the father of due to this sort of forced breeding. The implant was removed from his leg and is studied by the Southwest Research Institute. Um, some speculate that Long may have been part of a strange human-alien breeding program, which seems to be in some of these species' agenda. Um, it's interesting because I have had lunch with a gentleman who was also the subject of alien abduction, and he told very similar stories as uh, was apparent in this case, which really makes me believe and um, give credibility to the prospect that there are certain alien species trying to cross breed with humans, either for their own purpose or to try to integrate integrate them within our own planet. But there's a lot out there, folks. Just do your research and look up these photographs of these cases I'm talking about. And finally, I want to talk about the men in black. And I've talked about them before in a prior episode, but there was a case of the men in black in the case of Dr. Herbert Hopkins. And Hopkins was consulting on a UFO sighting when he received a phone call. He believed the other caller to be another enthusiast, and he welcomed this stranger to his home. When the stranger showed up a few minutes, he was wearing a black suit. The man was bald with no eyebrows, and his arrival upset Hopkins' dog immediately. The man asked Hopkins to remove a coin from his own pocket. Hopkins watched in amazement and horror as the coin grew in color and began to fade away from existence before his eyes. The man told Hopkins that he should consider dropping his work because the same trick could be pulled on objects other than coins. Hopkins, so terrified, burned every file that was relevant to the case he was working on, and he never saw the man again after that. So believe me, there are people, or non-humans, out there that do not want this research done and do not want the attention. Again, these are all documented cases. I invite all of you to do your own research, but I wanted to shed some light on some lesser known cases. I hope you enjoyed this season opener and I am so excited because we have some great topics coming up this season and I have some incredible interviews, including one with one of our show favorites coming up very soon. But until then, this is Brian Hobson for Footsteps in the Attic. We'll see you next week.